the matchup that I want is our cute CSI girl and Zoe Bell's character, and like they have a thing. I would like not a thing thing, but uh, they could. But no, no, know. I would like that too. Um, yeah. This podcast just got gayer. Um, yeah, could, that would could be. It, could it possibly? I mean, I guess <laughs> we do. We do do lesbian vampire rounds very often. So yes. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gorehounds and best friends, Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi, break down a different horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, sub-genres, and sub-sub-genres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up Horror Movie Survival Guide tips to, to help, help you stay alive. Hello, citizens. Hello. We always love to hear you, see you, taste you, smell you. Here we are. We are here Be for me. a new episode. Feel me. Touch me. Hoppy's <laughs> going back to Broadway me. this season. I'm so oh, excited. Really? Yeah, they're doing they have a revival. It's like it is yeah. That was the first show I ever saw on Broadway. <gasps> well, it is back, baby. It is right. back. I'm so excited. I was watching like a rundown of like the new 2024 season of Broadway. Um as I like to do, um, as I want to do in the, in the late nights, just dreaming of being back in New York to go see all the shows. So uh, yes. one day, one day when the money flows in, Terry, we'll take a trip. We'll see it all. Let's go. We'll live that New York dream. But in the meantime, let's talk about a horror movie. We're talking about 2021's Malignant. Title of this episode is You Don't Deserve Your Body. And the tagline for this movie is A New Vision of Terror which is okay fine uh it's not was... no it's not a great tagline julia but i think the movie's great so i do want to preface though too there's a big twist and i feel like if you have not seen this movie i have not had it i did not have it spoiled for me before i saw it and i no, saw me it maybe... either that's crazy and you just this is your first time watching it right because yes, I've, I've been obsessed with this and i've been like julia have you watched malignant yet and she's like no no finally i was like she's like you get to pick the next round i was like mm-hmm malignant i put it on there like i was just like she has to watch it now yeah. um because terry so likes happy. to push me in modern directions while i want to be in not modern directions so you know this is this is you're pushing me to to do do it's, it's expand the horizons and i try new that. things my friend this is you know with the kids later on you know 20 30 years from now are gonna be like do you remember that movie malignant from the 2020s and it's gonna be a thing you know Anyway. Oh, of course. So this movie was written by Kayla Cooper, Ingrid Visu, and James Wan, who also directed the film. So this movie starts in 1993 at the Simeon Research Hospital, where Dr. Florence Weaver is recording on a VHS about Gabriel, her patient, who has been, they think, drinking electricity, controlling machines, and broadcasting his thoughts through the radio, including I will kill you all. Pretty intense. And I like that you get like a whole bunch of exposition real fast. And I was like, oh, crap. OK, like this uh, this is my rewatch for this one, because um, once you watch it, it's like, you know, you, yeah, yeah. So anyway, pause the pod. I'm going to tell you again. Last time. OK. And watch it and then come back. OK. Anyway, sure, because this is yeah. one of the movies that has a twist. Like, oh, OK, if you go back and watch it again, then you're going to see it in a whole new way, which is which what is I always w- fun. Yeah, which was super fun. I was watching from the beginning this time, like, oh, my gosh. Um, but yeah, Gabriel, he's, you know, this apparently this bad boy and he's, you know, got a lot of problems. And um, yeah, but you realize that it was a teen mom um, who had been, you know, cursed basically into her giving up her kids. But you're not sure what is wrong with these kids, really? Like, it just seems like a lot going on in this institution. Yeah, and but we don't, learn, such, we don't learn that to very end. Nah, though. but it's giving me such a nine vibes, though, from even at the beginning a little bit, too. Knowing Session that. nine? Oh. 
I would rather watch Dustin Nine. <laughs> but here we are, onward. Uh, so we go to present day where we have our, our heroine, our final girl, uh, uh, Madison, who was played by Annabelle Wallace and her incredibly terrible husband, Derek, who was played by Jacob Bell. So he, she's pregnant. And he, he, she has had several miscarriages and he says to her, one of the most horrible things I've heard a man say to a woman on screen. Yep. How many times do I have to watch my children die inside of you? And I was like, wow. That one line. sentence. And you're like, this guy needs to die. Yeah. From that one sentence. You're like, nope. Mm-mm. It's like that opposite of kill the cat moment, right? It's the asshole boyfriend grab times a, a, a bajillion, you know, yes. that. Yeah. And so you just know like, oh, you are a trash human. Um, and she's, you know, visibly coming home in her scrubs, like she's a nurse or something. And, um, you know, she's like, oh, I had to come home early. I wasn't feeling well. She's visibly pregnant and he's treating her like absolute trash. He's watching this football game. He doesn't want to turn off the TV. Like he's doing like everything he's done. And then he says that is just like the wave of just, you know, disdain you already have for this man. Um, it's beautiful. Mm hmm. Uh, he smashes her head against the wall real bad, whether it leaves a bloody print on the back of the wall. So, you know, he's really smacked her good. Um, and then she locks herself into the bedroom. So he's down sleeping on the couch. She's in there by herself. Um, but then he wakes up in the middle of the night because he hears the blender that's on and the fridge door opens and then the TV turns on. Uh, and then he sees someone on the couch, but it's not there when he turned the lights on. Uh, yeah, because the he- couch cushion puffs back up kind of delayed like someone just sat there that I love that shot just like mm, this, it's like mm, something's not right in here somebody's in here that probably shouldn't be in here but knowing what we know at the end how is that happening like they're she's so not, fast she's not there right like she she's there it's like she is she, she is, is there. there she because she's able to because it's the projection because she thinks she's in a place, but she's not necessarily in that place. Right. It's the mind projection. So she thinks she's locked herself up in the bathroom. She's downstairs that whole time doing all this fucked up shit. Sure, I understand that. But how is he seeing those things without seeing her? How is because he she's seeing- so fast because you know she's able to like hop on the freaking ceiling and go okay. backwards and do all that shit that she's able to do to crouch and be in weird places where like you can't see her. So she's also really insanely fast and creepy strong. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he gets stabbed real bad. Uh, his mm-hmm. head is turned around all the way backwards. And so we have a shadow monster who attacks her. And then we are, she's in the hospital, wakes up in the hospital. Yeah, Maddie sister, wakes up. Mm-hmm. Her sister is there, Sydney. Maddie has, has him playing Sydney. And have a heart-wrenching scene where she realizes that the baby is gone. Well, not just that. She wakes up, she's like, where am I? Okay, one, your husband's dead, and then two, your baby's gone. So it's like you're literally your whole life, like, not as mad about the husband, obviously, uh, because he's an asshat, but devastated about the baby. Because also, as we know, this is her fourth try, um, basically, as, as you know, in, the, in, in succession, quick succession, after having all those miscarriages. Um, and Sydney and Madison mm-hmm. have been estranged because Derek had kept them apart, so she wasn't able to see her. Uh, but Sydney is uh, much younger, very sweet. Has uh, she's an actress, 
you know, doing doing that kind of thing, which is kind of just like a little sideline in the story. We're like, okay, we get a little bit piece of who we know that she is. Well, she's like fun and she's like the fun effervescent version like of her. I think her sister wish she could be. And you can see why they might not have been close because Maddie just looks like she has a dark cloud over her from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. It's Sydney looks like she's sunshine and rainbows like at all times, like literally light and dark the way they have them with their like she's the blonde, blue eyed, right. you know, like all of that too versus Maddie who's, you know, the darker um darker hued um so um you know the of course we get an investigation we get our cops um we got to have the cops coming in julia oh my god you're you're in disdain for the cops oh my god you just saw that my face fall julia loves police officers especially in our movies um well horror movie cops are just so great okay Mm -hmm. horror movie cops yes i i absolutely feel like they're 90% 90% of the time could be excised from the film and I would be fine with it. I like it doesn't they aren't necessary. I like the actors they picked for these cops and I like them more than normally at least they're not like bumbling which is the worst. And Officer uh, Shaw so hot. I'm sorry so hot. but I find him so I'm just like I think yeah. that I, I feel like I was like oh maybe that was part of what I loved about this movie too. Mm-hmm. Also like the resounding um, love from Bradford Nordine who we've had on our show um, some years back who's amazing who like I saw him walk out of this movie and just mm-hmm. like gushing about how excited he was and I'm like mm, I wonder if he also has a crush on this one too. Yeah. So la, la, shout, la. Out, shout out to George Young because you're you're making some hearts pitter patter over here. <laughs> Uh, so we have the bombshell that Madison drops on Sydney that she wants. She says she wants to have an actual biological connection to someone. Says she's actually adopted. Her mother died at birth, and she was adopted when she was eight. And Sydney did not know this, so this, of course, would change change your whole world. Um, there is right around here a very cool uh, overhead shot of Madison running through the house and going through because she's freaking out already at home she hasn't she's there she's by herself she's a fucking nursery there like the whole nonsense the whole thing like coming back to the scene of the crime and you know and her sister even offered she's like i'll stay with you and she's like no 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 i'll be fine and as soon as she gets in the house she is not fine um you should locking all the doors yeah i would insist i'd be like i know you said i i don't need to be here but i want to be here to make sure that you don't lose your fucking mind which she's about to do yes exactly so Horror movies have a guy tip <laughs> when something happens like this and they say, no, I don't want to stay with you. Yeah, just stay with them, especially if they're sister, boyfriend. Oh, know. Julia, you've been there for me. And I'm like, oh, and you're like, I'll be there. I was like, OK, great. Um, I will be there anytime, day or night. Yeah. If yeah, you yeah. called me at like 4 a.m. or like I need you to come over, I would fucking be there. Oh, and she also. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Moments. That's what Moments. friends are for. <laughs> um, so she's freaking out. She thinks it's all in her head. And she's like convincing herself. She's like, you know what? I'm, I'm freaking out. But she starts seeing things around that kind of um, seem like whoever the invader was into her home um, might still be around. Um, like, you know, different things that she she's noticing. So anywho. I do like we get this movie partially set in the Seattle underground. Yeah. which is a, a real thing that they're just like, ah, we're just going to build on top of this old city buy old city. And then you can go just chill in the old city. From 1889. So yeah, it's like going into like, I feel like the equivalent we have here in San, like down Southern California, it's like going to Julian and going through like the old mining town or whatever. I don't know. But I it's just fun to go. Stay, Julia doesn't want to go underground. Stay away from <laughs> mines. No, thank you. I'm okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a good idea to me. So we have a tour guide who hears someone in there after dark and it jumps on her. She wakes up tied up in an attic. So that's not 
what you want to, I mean, waking up, wake the wake up is in this movie. You wake up in a hospital with terrible news. You wake up in an attic all tied up. These are not things that like bound and gagged and all of it. It's pretty yeah. bad. So we're not sure who this lady is, but she just got kidnapped and has been put in this place. Um, and then, um, yeah, then uh, Dr. Weaver gets a phone call um, saying it's time to cut out the cancer, which we have heard before from the video um, at the beginning when there was some sort of incision or something happening in the very beginning um, of somebody, one of her patients um, from the old videos um, from the before times. Yeah. Uh, Madison's head starts bleeding again. And then we have a shot of she's going to do laundry, opens the laundry door and sees the face of a woman in the door who's like, what are you doing in my house? There is a moment where they see each other. Mm -hmm. And then she has a, a very CGI wraparound of let's her let her her now her vision is changing and she winds up in somebody else's house. Yeah, it's like a melty, 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 melty effect, right? And so she also appears. <laughs> oh my god, that took me right back. Oh my god, SNL classics. Okay, um, we love you, Wayne's World. Okay, anyway, so she's um, she essentially looks paralyzed, basically, and it looks like she's having like some like um, you know like a ESP like project astral projection kind of like a moment or something, essentially, um, where she can see what's going on, and then we get a pan, which I love this shot. I call it Chekhov's. Uh, doctor trophy um so we see this trophy in this one shot and then all of a sudden it's like gone and you're like oh that's about to be important because they did a nice little doo -doo -doo hold moment on that little trophy that trophy it's like a doctor's award for excellence or something but it looks like it has a knife kind of going through it but it's like that old like medical symbol with like the freaking snake or whatever wrapped around for healthcare. um yeah a, old very, doctor very, shit. Un a very unique weapon i like it, it right I, it, when you're thinking about the weapon you're like a trophy you will use a trophy I'm like, okay i enjoy it so uh Maddie watches dr weaver get killed by said trophy and now she is trying to figure out what is going on is she insane who is this gabriel person um uh meanwhile uh agent shaw and his partner regina who is played by uh mccall brianna white are going to find the files of Dr. Weaver. So she has a very extensive files on all of her patients and they're going to go by one by one. At least the cops are thorough here, right? And At can we talk like about the cute CSI girl who I adore, yes. who has a, obviously also has a crush on Shaw yes. and, and her little moment where she's like, he's like, uh, they find part of that weapon and they're like, we need to find the missing half of the weapon. And she's like, yeah, sometimes we have to need to find our missing half, huh? And looking at him longingly and just like over his little head. And she's just, mm -hmm. I think, so adorable with her little glasses. Anyway, I, I think so. Too. I think this movie needs more of her, to be honest. If there's more of her and less of like cop cops, I would be. I would oh, be yeah. I would love more like, yeah, like like NCIS, like with her kind of like vibe, like her, like it's the Polly Perrette kind of whatever, like more call ins. Yes. Mm hmm. So there's another doctor who worked at Simeon Hospital we see in the opening scene who also gets killed while Maddie is there paralyzed. And there's really neat shots of like she wakes up and, he, and she's paralyzed in bed and he's next to her. And so she's watching the whole thing but can't move. Uh, and, you know, paralyzation is, is a very legit fear. I feel like anybody can relate to that. What if you wake up and you can't move? It's terrifying. Or like you're stuck in like a thing that feels like a birth canal at the rated R speakeasy and you think you're going to like not be able to get a push through. <laughs> Sorry, PTSD. We went to the rated R speakeasy, an amazing event that Graham Skipper produces and, and puts out. And like, Graham, Graham, I have words. 
Yes, they made us enter through this hallway of horrors that was the most like being in a nightmare in real life I've ever experienced. Uh, yeah, my heart inter- rate. <laughs> we, we also interviewed Graham uh, a few years ago. So if you'd like to hit, listen to his amazing uh, interview, he was uh, Herbert West in the Stuart Gordon, Stuart Gordon produced musical of Reanimator here in LA that toured. That was really, really cool. So Maddie eventually goes to the police and tries to explain what is happening and that she's seeing these murders. And of course, the police are like, eh. so you did it. Like, they're just like, so now you're our suspect. Um, but in the meantime, but though, they have fa- to be mm-hmm. fair. What? Who would go in and tell on themselves? Well, that's no why she was that. hesitant to do it. But she was also like, I have to because I know who's probably going to be next. Like, so there's going to be more. Um, she has this feeling, I think. And so she the thing about it is, is like she obviously, you know, as we know later, like it's like she's struggling. Right. So she, I think that's almost kind of like her little cry for help as well, too. Sure. But so, I feel like on there and as cops, I would that would never cross my mind that someone would be like, oh, I know these kills are, are happening. Because if you you'd have to be the stupidest killer on earth to walk in and be like, hey, these kills, they're right here. I know where they are. Because then you're just turning yourself in. Like she's, I know, and that that's not what she's doing. I understand. But, but not, yeah, but see, not necessarily. Because even like, what's his face? Um, I'm just thinking of the Strangler, or hot uh, Jacques Perrin. Uh, um, <laughs> Julia, your face. Sorry, that was so cute. Her little <laughs> shoulders just dropped, and her jaw just dropped, and you just relaxed in your whole body, <laughs> thinking about. Yes that yes. cute voice strangler you're like you were ready for Miss strangle you right now you just like got I, uh, into yeah, position i am if you haven't watched or uh, the strangler or listened to our episode on it you should because holy mackerel talk about not the 1960 Smith. but the 1970 strangler kids check it the fuck out it's so good um so um altered innocence thank you um from them uh produced by them um yeah i guess he's um, i guess he's talking with the cops in that but i i feel like this is i don't know it feels different to me uh yeah because that movie is so weird and like not yeah. really in reality so uh, they go to the apartment where she saw the crime and they find the body. So before that, I just want to say too, because the, the crazy thing too is that they had her come in, right? She comes in. They had already sent, um, they found old files from the doctor, Dr. Weaver's office. And they had one of them, um, the picture of a child analyzed and like, it looked like they aged it. And so the guy who aged it comes up to him right after they've left. And they're like, uh, I can't believe you brought her in. And they're like, what do you mean? Like, that's why they trust it. They're like, oh my God, like this is, that was one of her patients. So mm-hmm. that's a motive yes, as well. So but she gives them a police sketch of what she's seen. And uh, it, I like uh, Regina says, uh, so you want me to put a bolo out on sloth from the Goonies? <laughs> like, yeah, it does kind of look like sloth. It does. It's like it's sloth meets the girl from the ring. Cause it's like the hair is all like freaking ringed out. And like with sloth, maybe I would watch. A sloth Samara buddy cop movie where they go around. <laughs> Did we just write something right now? I mean, it's not our properties, but like that would be a really funny spoof. Like, sketch. well, she doesn't talk, and he only kind of talks. No, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm trying to like a- ask questions, like <laughs> investigate it. Crack, cracker Jack investigative team. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be better than a gnome named Gnorm, you know? Like, that's. Why are you putting hate on Gnome? I mean, sorry. That would be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I did not know we would be talking about Gnome. On that's this why I love this today. show. Who the fuck knows where it's gonna go, man? I had no wow. idea. Wow, the barometer, <laughs> the barometer. 
<laughs> if you haven't uh, seen Gnome Name Gnorm, look it up. I think you don't have to. So I don't, but no, maybe... I said look it up. I didn't say watch it. Okay, okay. I was like, I would not be like advocating for people to maybe watch it. But you <laughs> no, know what? I wouldn't. Put it on in the background at a party. I think it's great. Like if you just want to oh, have yeah. scary things playing that just look ridiculous, it's great. Um, so they go to the place that she says that she saw um, the murder um, because uh, no one has found this body yet, apparently. And then they go to the building and lo and behold, um, they go up there. They find this guy brutally mutilated in his bed. Um, yep. Slash in the face. So and that, he was one of the other doctors. That was the doctor. Yes. So the doctors are being picked off by someone. Uh, so the, we go to visit mom, Sydney and Madison do. Uh, mom, mom's sick. Mom, we're never ex- explained why mom's sick, right? Mom's just sick. She's just yes, in a wheelchair just, and just, yeah. Oxygen and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Just, all right. So mom shows her a VHS of her birthday party when she was a little girl who she is talking to no one, her imaginary friend, Gabriel, and she has a magic phone that she can talk to him. And so they show her having these full conversations and clearly there's no one there. And so they're like, oh, it's your imaginary friend. Which is so weird that that's actually a thing. But uh, the, the she, and she's asking- that people have imaginary friends. Um, so Gabriel Some says of us she- were alone a lot, um, you know, at our houses, latchkey kids generation. And sometimes maybe we talk to our friends. Um, okay. Now I have cats, so I don't have to pretend. Sure. But I mean, like physically seeing someone would be that like, it's a drop dead Fred situation where you're like, Oh I'm, yeah. Like, like we're actually her. hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. uh, wild that that actually happens. So mm-hmm. she's asking Gabriel to not hurt her baby sister. So we know that there's that tensions going on because Gabriel thinks that he'll be replaced if the baby sister comes along. Um, so Dr. Weaver's notes, so we're getting back to that, says that Emily has psychosis. Emily has psychosis. So her real name is Emily. Birth mom gave her Emily when she mm-hmm. was adopted. She became Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Weaver's notes that she has psychosis. Psychosis is seeing visions and hearing thoughts from the devil. Yeah, she says that's the voices from the devil. Um, and so we know that it was Weaver's the main doctor. Dr. Fields is the second one. And so they realize there's another doctor out there who is a part of this as they're going through. And it's Dr. John Gregory, who's the next doctor. So they try to get ahead of this one. Um because they know that this is probably where the killer is going to go next. Um, and they try to go warn the detective um, about this as well. And so the detective, a hot detective, Kakoa, um, goes over um, to try to stop this murder. Um, but And has a big fight with mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel, uh, who has the superhuman strength where he's vaulting down fire escapes. Uh, and they have a chase through the Seattle underground. Huzzah for that. And well done. Hello to the Seattle Underground for allowing this movie to be filmed there. I mean, I'm sure some of it was set stuff, but there was some of it like, oh, that's clearly oh, yeah. there. Some of it's definitely looking like the old backdraft set as they're going through is in my notes here. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, it looks like when you could go in the backdraft attraction at Universal um, and um, the old timey carriage and all that kind of stuff that looks very cool. It looks like all Penny Dreadful and stuff. I was very into like the vintage of it all. I wanted to go. I feel like I was like, okay, maybe next time I'm in Seattle, I think I got to go on this tour because I've never done this. Yeah. My brother lived in Seattle for a very long time, but I never went because I don't like caves and mines and underground stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm getting better about it. I can go in catacombs and stuff now, which I was not able to do before. 
But let's go to Seattle, Julia. Uh, I'm okay. So they, I like that they go underground, underneath mm-hmm. the underground. So the underground, mm-hmm. underground. Gabriel mm-hmm. escapes, and then they go back to Madison. They make her use a hypnotherapist, uh, and she is the only one can see or hear him. And uh, so we have a flashback of when she's a little girl, and she has a birthday cake that she's going to cut. But then when they cut to what she's really doing, she's standing over mom with a knife, and mom's pregnant with Sydney. So it looks like she's trying to cut the baby out. And so she's going through this hypnosis to try to cover these repressed memories because she really doesn't remember before she got picked up um, to be taken with her family, um, with her adopted family. Um, so um, there's, you know, we get more stories about the play phone and all that kind of stuff, too. So it's again, um, and she's been getting strange calls and stuff like that, too, from Gabriel. He actually calls now. So it's like he's continued to use the phone. Um, and she talks about her imaginary friend again, too. And the detectives are like, so we're supposed to say that the killer is your imaginary friend for real. OK. Um, and all of a sudden did it. Yep. And so totally. And so when the um, I feel like there's a lot of movies that, not, that do this beautifully, too. And so um, and also reminds me of Sisters a lot that we oh, covered as well yeah. here, too, with like kind of the, you know, this similar situation. Um, and so. Um, all of a sudden, as the officers are leaving and they're just like, they, they seem baffled by everything. A woman comes careening down through the the ceiling, down from the attic. And we realize that attic that we'd seen earlier is the attic in their house. And that woman um, hits, hits hard and ends up going to the hospital. Um, yeah. And they blame Maddie and take her in because who else could it be? This lady's in your house. You have all the motives for, you know, killing your husband, all this stuff, too. Like, so the weapons up there, the outfits up there. So yeah, it really, really looks like she did it. So um, they take her to jail. Yeah. Which is such a delight. Zoe Bell pops up out of nowhere. She has a very brief scene. I was like, oh, what fucking Zoe Bell? This is great. And then I was like, oh, we're going to get some stunts. Like, we're going to get a big stunt. And then I was like, no, not really. <laughs> Just Okay. Like I'll see, I'll watch Zoe Bell do anything, but I, I, when I see her, I'm like, yeah, fucking stunts. So she has a, a freak out in the jail cell, and so all before the, the freak out in the jail cell, though, she gets this is the, before that. This is the power surge in there when they do the questioning, when they uh, question her and Gabriel actually, and they're like, and they're doing good cop, bad cop, and so it's Regina and Shaw like kind of doing like Shaw's of course the good cop because he's so sexy um, and then they make Regina she's just like laying in on her she's like so you mean to tell me that your imaginary friend Gabriel whoever and so all of a sudden Gabriel does his electricity thing because he sucks on electricity which is what we remember from our exposition at the very beginning of the movie um, and then the, so, fo- so then the cell real? phone rings yeah is, is sucking electricity is actually real I think so I so, think that's part of it like that he gets activated by it because it's like you notice do that I don't know. She like flickers the lights and like, cause there's always this stuff cause she would able to do the blender, all that stuff. Right. So it's like a little telekinesis kind of like fire startery or whatever, like that yeah. or the fury kind of thing a little bit, I think right. as well with the, this, this entity has abilities like even okay. like, and so I wish, they, I wish they made that kind of more clear. Was it more clear on the second watch? Oh, through? for sure. Cause they say all of this in the very, you just are not listening for it when you're watching sure. it. You know what I mean? Though? And then from, it's like literally all that stuff at the very first two minutes. I was like, Oh, okay. And now I'm just like watching everything as it's happening. I'm like, Oh, that's how that happened. Oh, that's how that happened. Sure. So, and I understand yeah. how like the imaginary friend is sucking electricity, but how Madison herself is actually doing, it, I'm not clear on. Well, cause but. it's not Madison. It's Gabriel doing what he's doing. Yes. So, 
the phone rings and Gabriel calls um, while they're questioning. And so they actually get to hear Gabriel talk and they're like, uh, okay, I don't know what's going on. Um, but Sydney in the meantime knows she's like, wants to tell them, she, like tell the cops. She's like, my sister is, you know, this is not right. So she tries to go avenge and she ends up going up to this place that looks like session nine slash the Vilmark asylum yes. to go recover the records of her sister. <laughs> How much would I have to pay you to go into a broken down abandoned asylum, Terry? You could not. Really? I don't think I, I don't, I think that might be my line. Okay. I don't want to go in there. I don't like that session. I freaks me out so badly. And those like, anytime that it's old timey, like mental health stuff. Sure. Old, old timey meaning before 2000. Like it's like, it's literally, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a hellscape because I just think about, you know, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a, it's a, it's as I say, you're practicing, right? You're practicing medicine, and medicine has evolved a lot, and also still has a long way to go. Amen. So Sydney finds a VHS interview with uh, Weaver, and t- we we talk about. Uh, we learn that Maddie's mother did not die in childbirth, as they said. She was a 15 year old girl who was raped, and says by that her gave- father. Yes. And says that Gabriel is an abomination and she wants to surrender him to the hospital, but they want her to take care of Maddie. Mm -hmm. So we find out that the lady in the attic is actually Madison's birth mother. So they say because she had passed out and they didn't know that's who it was initially. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the big reveal. Would you like to reveal us? Oh my gosh, what do you want to know? The big reveal is that Gabriel is Madison's parasitic twin. Uh, And he, um, they were able to basically, um, they'd done a bunch of tests and all this kind of stuff, trying to see if they could live together. But it was just like, it was just really, he looked like a, just a, a, I'm doing weird things with my hands. I'm doing like like, little T-Rex arms. T-Rex arms, like off the little body. Like, so like he had like weird little body, but it was just like his whole front is all like um, Spine spinal column, of. right? You know, and so like, and he had like just trying to pop out of the back of her cranium. So basically they cut him out as much as they could as that was the line cut out the cancer. They dubbed him cancer. The thing is, though, he was still partly sentient because he was sharing um, space and part of the brain with um, with Madison, Emily. Um, so they do their best to close it up and basically he goes dormant once they were able to kind of close him at this moment. The reason that he came back was because her husband hit her against the, her head against that wall right in that particular spot where Gabriel had been laying dormant and he got woken the fuck up. He so, did. so this whole reveal is it reminds me very much. I don't know if you've seen it. We haven't covered it yet. But I don't know why a uh, basket case, which oh. is a kind of. Mm-hmm. Not exact, but kind of mm-hmm. the similar mm-hmm. kind of idea. So, so we could do basket we... features and malignant as a triple feature somewhere. Yes. That would be really fun, actually. That would um, be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we now the fun can begin now that we know exactly what's going on. So uh, this is where we have a big fight scene in the jail cell. So I will say having your character fight backwards is pretty fucking cool. Well, that's the thing, too, because they also talk about it. They they talked about it earlier. They're like um, from the very first scene when they come and did the investigation, they're like, I don't know, but the, the footprints are backwards going the other way. And it's super weird where like they don't understand the foot patterns that this this mm-hmm. uh, person or entity had. Um, so now we get the kind of explanation. We get to see it in action uh, from the front now. And, and Gabriel is in, in, in pulls some crazy power. 
And I love this too, because all the girls, the way that um, Madison looks, she looks very sweet. And they're like, all the people that she's in the cell with are uh, different nefarious looking <laughs> folks. That that Zoe Bell mullet though. I mean, it's intense. She looks like she should be wrestling, you know? And she's So did hot. American, anyway, me, American we all into it. Her American accent was really good. I've never heard her do great. it before. It was great. Um, and they were all so hot. All these ladies that are just these ladies that are about to kick her ass, try to kick her ass. Uh-huh. The matchup that I want is our cute CSI girl and Zoe Bell's character. And like, they have a thing I would like, not a thing thing, but oh, they could, but no, no, know. I would like that too. Um, yeah. this podcast just got gayer. Um, yeah, could, that would could be, it, could it possibly, I mean, I no. guess we do, we do do lesbian vampire rounds very often. So, yes. um, so anywho. So yeah, so this is, I love this fight scene too, Julia. This is probably, I, I was literally screaming and like yelling about this because I love this moment where she opens up the back of her skull because Gabriel's like full power and they're fighting and the girls all of a sudden in, the, in that cell are like, wait, what? Because they had been talking shit, like calling her like country club bitch and like all this stuff and like being like, you think you're too high class to be in here kind of thing and trying to knock her down to size and just that hierarchy of, you know, survival of the fittest in there. Yeah. And she's going to bust out through the police station and and kill a lot of cops on the way out. So I, it's almost there, this scene, like because I because like the, you know, the stunt person is doing as best as they can backwards. Right. And I feel like there's a it's just a t touch too much CGI where it just looks fake enough to be laughable instead of like, oh, super cool matrix, right? There's like, because they're trying to CGI her face onto the back and stuff. Like it was almost there, but it was super, super I kind super of fun. love that. I kind of, anyway, do. yeah. It's so like, cause it's so camp and I love camp. You know me. I, know, you I know love me. camp too, but I would like it better if they really was just a, a stunt man like doing it. If they just have a mask on the back of their head, that's fine. But like to really see that there's enough of it where the CGI looks kind of goofy and not as, hardcore because oh, because if it would think of it though if it was a fight scene where legitimately a fight man is some image doing the entire thing backwards you would be blown away right i At wasn't end, really like, bothered by it i didn't even honestly that didn't even i didn't i didn't that thought did not cross my mind watching it i don't know whether it's just like i don't know i okay. didn't yeah it didn't bother me but I, I did wonder where the fuck were the guards when this whole the whole fight was happening in the like jail sale and then when the guards showed up oh. i was like, oh, useless that's why okay great 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 <laughs> <laughs> so she heads on over she he sends heads on over to the hospital where to find her mother uh who is there their mother the twins you can call them they it's the perfect time to use they okay their mother <laughs> and uh, she apologizes to gabriel and says you're my son i should have loved you no matter what uh but then we then chaos ensues uh there's uh, people, Koa shows up and gets impaled by the weapon. Uh, Sydney shows up and then the hospital bed falls on her, which would be so heavy. Those things. Awful. Yeah, those things are legit, just scary, you know, because they have all the mechanics and all that stuff on top of them, too. And then the security guard's pacemaker gets all fucked up because of the um, because of the energy. It's like an energy vampire, you know, like kind yeah. of thing, like um, sending it. And, and uh, so it's pretty insane. So Yes. Mm -hmm. So we find out that the, the reason they're trying to call Maddie back to the forefront and saying that Gabriel fed off of her miscarried fetuses and that's why they all died. And that's the anger that she needs to be able to fight back. Right. Yeah. And so they she realizes like, oh, anything that he has is literally the power I've always had as well. So she basically takes her body back, you know, and takes um 
takes her tries to take her mind back. And so this is the ultimate battle of so now she astral projects him, making him think that he's doing more damage while she's repairing it um, and getting, you know, the bed off of her sister and all that kind of stuff, too. And so we have a fake out where we think she shoots Sydney in the head and smothers the mom. But actually, mm-hmm. that's what she's showing him, not what's actually happening. And so she he is now in his her mind prison, screaming, clutching the bars. Mm-hmm. Trapped. And he's saying, you don't deserve your body. And he's she's like, yeah, maybe, you know, but he's like, well, I'll come back. She's like, I know, but I'll be ready for you this next time. Um, and so she I love this ending, though, too. She like tells her sister, she's like, OK, like once she's calmed it down, she's like, yeah, I had the strength in me all along. It was always me. Um, I could do, you know, so much more. And also blood connections are, you know, are basically overrated. Like you are my connection to this world. Mm hmm. Yeah, you make your own family. Huzzah! Okay, everyone gets to be alive and okay. So that's always nice. How do you survive malignant? Oh, gosh. Well, there's a lot of things you probably got to not do. Don't be a cop because you are about to get chop-chopped, especially if you're in the Seattle precinct. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So just don't be a cop, I think, is probably number one in this one. Um, Don't be a creepy doctor um that says things like time to cut out the cancer like don't be mean about your the care you're giving to patients i think a lot of mine is always tell the patient what's happening because yeah. a lot of this is so secret and like oh she can you know we can't tell her what happened and the mom and dad don't tell her and like, she should be aware of the situation so it's kind of everybody else's fault for not telling her to be honest i think so yeah be honest i think yeah, be honest one. that's a, that is a good tip so gore factor, one is not enough blood to fill the Dixie cup, two is a puddle of blood, three is enough blood to go out the average viewer, five is a four is bathtub of blood, and five is run for the barf bag. This is a five, run for the barf bag. It is gory. Yeah, there's a lot of blood, 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 a lot of good kill, kill, kills. Cool weapon, a little stabby, stab, stab, mm-hmm. a lot of slashing, dashing, um, and uh, all kinds of good things. And also just like watching a parasitic 20 reemerge from someone's cranium. Pretty intense. Pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty gross. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty, pretty gross. Um, so beautiful there. Um, chainsaws, movie ratings. One, if you're desperate, two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastical. My time to give a five and Julia's not, I'm sure, but I fucking love this movie. Clearly, I anyway, I loved watching it again. I will watch it probably like five more times just to like notice the other stuff. So fun. Um, yeah. definitely definitely watching it again would be fun to to mm-hmm. to go through with the knowledge I think is cool I think movies are cool when that when that happens mm-hmm. uh this is a three and a half for me so I I I the reveal was really fun and like once we got to the reveal I was like oh okay I'm into this but it comes so late in the movie that I really wish if like that had been the second act reveal and then we go forward from there like if we'd gotten way more because I'm way more interested in that and having her do all the backward stuff and stuff was super fucking cool but I feel like I didn't get enough of what I wanted I just got this little taste of it I was like oh okay cool ending but the rest of it was like okay you know kind of it felt like it played by the rules a lot until we got to that and then I was like oh okay so that surprised me and I was glad it wasn't ruined so I was happy about that um that so that was enjoyable Yay. I didn't dislike it, Terry. I didn't dislike it. No, so, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. No, Julia, the amount of things you've wa- made me watch that I'm just like, girl, I will never. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good no matter where we fall on that. I can love it and you can be okay on it. And I'm okay with that. Um, okay. I love you, Kayla Cooper. Come be on our show. Um, anyway, that's all I got. 
Anything okay. else? Uh, yes, please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we also have a Patreon if you would like to get little bonus tidbits from us. We have a Teespring if you would like to rep our stuff. And Merch. Say yeah. hi, and also please recommend some movies to us because we always look at your recommendations every time we program. We do. We have a nice, long, big uh, big list. We have lots yes. of lists around here, you guys. I love lists. I know, me too. That's I probably have... why we're friends. We're just like, let's make another list. Okay, great. I have um, on my blog from years ago, way, like 10 plus years ago, I have one post that I did, which was 100 things I don't like. And that post fucking kills it all, like consistently since I posted, people look at that post. I have 100 things I do like, not interested. It's only that I don't like. And I'm like, why? How are people getting to it? Are they Googling things I don't like? Because how the fuck does Google know what you don't like? Probably. Or like, I just, I don't know. But I, I also, um, negative thoughts are always rewarded on the internet. Like, that's just like part of the part of the internet culture. <laughs> like, we try to be like, yay things. And then they're like, no, I bet it sucks. And like, people like to take stuff down. But also, it is fascinating the things that you don't like because it is very specific and it's adorable and I love very you. Very specific. So if you want to know 100 <laughs> things I don't or do like, you can go to my blog and check them out because it's extensive. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a lovely week. Stay safe as always. Uh, be honest and um, be the final person. And don't beat up people unless you have to. Okay. <laughs> <What? laughs> okay. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Ryan. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horror movie survival guide. Mm-hmm.